Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com. I'm joined by John Clark to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. John, how you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'll give you the same answer that I gave when you asked me before we started recording. I would have been better, or would be better, if I uh, did not have to sit through 10 minutes. It felt like 10 minutes. I don't know how actually long it was. 10 minutes or whatever it was of poker when I thought I was watching a wrestling show. I, I guess I, I may have accidentally flipped the channel and started watching ESPN three or something here of poker i'm uh, all well, in i got my poker chips ready. <laughs> john's showing us poker chips we're gonna be talking all about that uh before i get into all this uh the, let's say a, a mixed bag of a show yes all this bs <laughs> oh boy this is gonna be fun uh before we do talk about this one mind you all this show again we do here is available on all of our platforms soundcloud spotify youtube our podcast maybe we've got you covered i'm gonna save the, the poker talk for a little bit i guess we can we can uh Start with the main event here because that was one of the one of the the good things, one thing to look forward to. Because last week we did, we found out we we have war games coming up uh, now in less than a month. Uh, does it, I think it's Sunday, December fifth, and now with the main event here, very clearly indicating that we're going to likely have a war. Well, all but confirming we're going to have a war games match between uh, Team Dakota Kai and Team Mikhail Gonzalez, and that would likely involve. Uh, Toxic Attraction for uh, Team Dakota, and also uh, Io Shirai and Cora Jade for Team Raquel there. I think it's... So we start? She's hurt, though. She literally, like, she's like she's, she's out. So, like, she, I think she tore ACL and MC, or, or something. Like, it's, she's not... I don't think she's going to be back in time for that. I mean, yeah. uh, I'd be pretty surprised. I was I was surprised they had, they had Zoe Stark come out on her crutches in the first place, which seemed a little surprising to me there. Uh, I believe Williams is usually five on five. Think or is it four uh, on four? Four on four. Okay, so they've got Raquel, Cora, EO. I don't. Th- I I don't see it being Zoe. So I'm not. I'm not sure what they're gonna do there. Uh, not just saying no. No way that Zoe's ready. I mean, yeah, she does. She had surgery. Uh, that would be very aggressive to expect her to come back uh, for war games, especially. And I guess in there are some ways. If you want to get really crazy, you could be like, "Oh, we're gonna have her be in the match and not like do anything." But I think they'll probably try and maybe maybe it's Persia Parada or something like that if they want to try and uh, incorporate her or or somebody else there. But uh, this this was good. It was it was a nice you know strong show closing angle. Io Shirai herself said war games after we had this, this brawl we had. A very good main event match with Dakota and Raquel, former uh, partners turned rivals here. Uh, obviously, a lot of history there. A very good match. Mandy Rose, the NXT Women's Champion, uh, attacked Raquel to, end, to ruin that match. And then we had uh, the, this wild brawl to kind of set up war games. The fans returned four games, and Iwa herself said war games. So, all but official there. John, you tweeted about it uh, right when it happened that why, why, why can we get our, our beloved William, William Regal to say, his line this is his thing john like why it feels like we are so or not we they are so uh firmly like deviating from the nxt of old uh to even to the extent of like not even having william regal really on tv anymore and that's just i think that's a shame i i thought that uh, it would have really popped a lot of the fans to have what regal come out just say say like one word pretty much and do that but what do you think about this setup for war games here uh, a month out less than a month out yeah, I hope we get a men's match too, not just the women, but of course, uh, in regard to this particular match, I think that it makes sense because everybody here kind of has history, but with William Regal not appearing at all in the last couple of months, uh, ever since basically Samoa Joe has 
guard was no longer his guard. We haven't really seen William Regal since then. And it certainly has felt different. And the show has felt different. And of course, uh, there had been some reports today that uh, they are exploring the possibility of making NXT a um, no longer PG show. They have considered making it a TV 14, which I believe is what it was in the Attitude Era, right? It was TV yeah. 14, then, yeah. I think. So uh, that would give them the ability to basically say more words than they can now and do more edgier stuff than they do now. But uh, apparently USA Network is open to it. WWE is open to it. But uh, I'm not sure how much potential it can get to really be executed. But Well, John... I think tonight we saw the most clear, or not maybe not the most clear, but yet another clear indicator that they are heading in that direction or, or exploring that because we quite literally had Cameron Grimes asked to do Hudson if his balls or grapefruits or raisins. So I don't know what I don't know what more like we could possibly do here in terms of like uh, other than actually changing the rating with the some of the more edgy promos or lines they're they're being able to deliver. Um not even mentioning some of the the, the presentation of, of the women's division, or at least you know some members of the women's division. Uh, that's definitely a, a, a potential can of worms there. But um, yeah, that was definitely not a surprising report. Where it's like they've already been kind of, or not even kind of, they've been very clearly trying to be more edgy. We've talked about that before, so that was maybe more of just kind of um, evidence of, of that. So if that change does happen, well, I will not be surprised. And yeah, as you see, as you said. To what effect, I don't know. Um, again, the for uh, obviously uh, uh, often the, the emphasis is on ratings, and you know, the 2.0 era or, or revamp has not really, uh, you know, boosted ratings. Or, or I mean, it's obviously it's still not really going, it's but I, affected them in a negative way, kind of. Right, I mean, right. the first couple of weeks it was all, all, all good, but now it's uh, not like that. No. So some more thoughts on war games here, maybe making it five on five. It's maybe five on five makes a little more sense. Cause then you have, you could add like a Kaylee Ray, you could add the team of Casey Carter, uh, K- Casey Kenzero and Caden Carter. Um, I think that would make sense. You know, they have options here for, and, and maybe, or on the kind of, uh, kind of along that same vein, maybe you add uh, Persia and Indy Hartwell on one side, and then maybe some else to two other people on the other side. And they have options. I think it'll be a very good match. I mean, as we saw the last war games, the woman, the woman out there stole the show. And now you, John, you mentioned a minute ago, thinking about the pencil men's match. We're talking about missing William Regal. We're talking, we've talked about for weeks now, just missing um, generally the next year of old. I will, I will uh, double down on that tonight by saying I very much missed that. Uh, but I think we are definitely uh, setting up a kind of generational clash in the men's division four games between the next of new and old, because the old guard, uh, I guess at this point, really, uh, the only the three that make 100% sense to me for this kind of thing would be Champa, Gargano, and Pete Dunn, maybe, uh, and Kyle Riley for another. So maybe if they can find another way to kind of like, I was going to say Roderick Strong would make the most sense at this point, but he's with Diamond Mine. So maybe they, if they want to, I don't know. I, I think we're definitely heading for old school versus new school because Champa had a promo tonight where he was, I mean, and this has been his thing. He's saying, oh, we've got all these. Uh, you know, the, these, this this new school, they don't have integrity, they don't really have the heart that, you know, we did back in the day. Grayson Waller had a promo criticizing Champ's generation for for grinding on, on the independent scene, and uh, I think he, I don't know if he, he said it himself, but Champ uh, re- referenced, you know, that back in the day, 
when he was working on the independence, he would be working for a handshake and a hot dog. And he told uh, Grayson Waller, I'll show you what you can do, what you can do with my hot dog. <laughs> this show was, was like wild, man. It's, it's like, Oh boy. Uh, but like, like, like we were just saying, you know, if, if you had any doubt that they are going for that more edgy kind of thing, there you go. Uh, but obviously with that being said, we do know next week, Chapel will face Grayson Waller. That, that the outcome there is not very much in question, uh, but with this potential kind of a new school, old school kind of thing, I see Champa, Gargano, O'Reilly, um, and again, Roderick Strong makes sense, but otherwise, we are very much on a dwindling number of uh, NXT OGs, if you will. Maybe Pete Dunn there as well, if I mentioned him, versus guys like Kamal Hayes, um, Braun Breaker, obviously a big one, maybe Von Wagner, depending how things go there. Uh, but that's definitely the direction I see for War Games. And then I would say that's, that makes it interesting of then what you do for title matches. You know, Steve Chambers saying, you know, predicting a Ciampa versus Braun Breaker rematch in War Games. I think that makes sense. I think that's clearly uh, one of the potential things that could be on the table based on what we've seen so far. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I really think the money here is this, this generational thing. And I think that's what I would like to see at least. Yeah, I'd like to see um, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, and and take your pick of whoever else go up against, say, uh, Tommaso, Johnny, Pete, and again, take your pick on the fourth of the other side. Uh, but I think those three would be a solid pick for, I mean, you could do um, Tony D'Angelo and then Dexter Loomis. There you go. There's your four and four. I think that would make sense. Will they go that way? We think so, but we don't know for sure, especially if they want to do this one-on-one championship match, which it seems like they want to. So I, I think we can safely say it's going to be one of those two because really they haven't built any other men's feuds that could potentially fill that void in a, in a war games match. I wouldn't think so. I mean, we're getting that's just saying maybe diamond mine versus the team. We saw Odyssey Jones and jacket time, the worst named team in the business, pick up a win over <laughs> diamond mine here. Um, so if they want to fill that out and do, do a four on four somehow, I think they could. Um, not sure who else would be. I guess they could do Hachiman for your diamond mine is the fourth guy, even though he's more of the coach. I don't know. But I think that I, to me, that this just makes sense. Sometimes you got to do what makes sense. You know, this whole this whole XT 2.0 thing has been all about old school versus new school. So why not kind of like, you know, tell that story be like hey you know we've got these new guys we've got the old guys and now i like i would imagine i got some of the things that chomp was saying tonight i not speaking for him but i could see how someone would would think that's like these guys are coming in and like you got a guy like von wagner getting a title shot his first night on the show uh and now tonight getting pinning roderick strong cruiserweight champion um you know, uh, there, there's some valid beef there. So for, I hope we see this. Obviously, we, we have no idea what actually is going to happen. We still have several weeks here. Um, but uh, speaking of these old school guys we had, uh, at least in the meantime, you know, two old school old, old school guys will be uh, in one match next week when we have Pete Dunn, Johnny Gargano, and uh, the, the one of the leaders of the new school, uh, Kamel Hayes, for the North American title. Uh, we basically we had uh, Johnny laid out the challenge for uh, Kamel Hayes, Pete Dunn interrupts. So that's a triple threat match with DJ asking if Don's trying to be a babyface again. I mean, he was kind of like going for that kind of cool, tough guy babyface thing a little bit by ins- not insulting Carmel so much by being like, "Who are you? Like, you know, what, what what's your deal? Uh, coming in here and, and you know, being being a jerk basically, uh, wondering you know what, if we might see a tag team match between the two. We do know we're getting that triple threat match, but could see a tag team match maybe the week after that. Um, 
I mean, yeah, again, if I, I, want, I don't want to harp on it. I feel like if we're going for this old school, new school thing, uh, having Pete done, you kind of need to establish in some ways. Well, I guess, no, they, they could kind of play loose with it, have like, pick, pick your side. Like, I've tweeted about it. Like, I'm 100% Team Champa, XC of old all the way. But you could have plenty of other fans be like, no, I'm all, I'm on board with Carmelo and these new Braun Breaker and these new guys. So, uh, are they, is he is he trying to be a babyface? Are they trying to make him babyface? I would say it kind of came across like that, but I would also say they don't necessarily need to like firmly, you know, make the switch either. That's kind of my read on it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But does anything they do really make sense? No, and that was perfectly evidenced by. The, the poker showdown that we got tonight. Oh, boy. So, John, we had an actual poker table in the ring. They explained the rules with, with a very handy-dandy on-screen graphic. They very much treat this like a legit poker competition. Um, I will say, I will say I saw some thoughts on about Twitter people saying, credit for doing something different. Oh, yes, this was different. Um, but for me, I mean, I'm I'm the same guy that was that loved all the index stuff and still does that that likes different things that likes to shake it up here. But at the end of the day, like I'm watching a wrestling show, and to me, like this, ro- this the romance stuff can be part of wrestling, and it makes sense. Other things you can shake it up, you you can deviate from formula, and it makes sense. When you do a full poker game and and, and have it take a solid like again, I say it felt like ten minutes of the show. What are we doing here? This is like last year when the Viking Raiders and the Three Prophets played golf during right. Raw, and they did like nine holes. And for uh, that, I'll say it was a pandemic era. Okay, like we anything they did could be forgiven because they were just so desperately trying to give us entertainment and content and to keep the show going at all costs. Now NXT, it's, it's in the Capitol Wrestling Center. They have they have they have crowds there. Uh, they, so now we do this. Here, yeah, and I agree. And, and here is what kind of what I would say about that. Um, regarding like playing poker, like on on the show, it's kind of like the the fact that they did this, and like you said, it did take up ten minutes of the show. Uh, they tried to do something different, like you said, it didn't work. So casual fans that have no knowledge of poker at all were certainly lost here and had no idea. I mean, that, that it, would be it, me. It, that would be me. I was course, like, I don't me know. Too. I mean, me too. I mean, it was like last year whenever they had the golf, like not, not a lot of people just, unless you play golf, you typically right. don't just watch golf on TV. No. So people don't know the terminology. They don't know what stuff means. But at the same time, I think poker fans were probably embarrassed with this display because literally the entire game came down to the first hand, like the literally the first hand of the poker game was it. Uh, so for that, I say uh, Duke Hudson's gimmick appears to be falling apart because it's all centered around trying to beat Grimes in poker, which we all know poker is basically luck and he has not won yet. So he has no luck. He lost his cool. Of course he got bluffed. Um, for somebody that is supposed to be a serious poker player, as I saw people saying online, he certainly doesn't act like it. Uh, he was He's constantly outwitted, bluffed. And, um, of course, we, we all know this is eventually leading to a, a Grimes versus Hudson match, which should be a good match. I think it's been almost a month now. It's time to kind of get away from the poker and, and get back to the wrestling. Please. Like, again, I, I said at the beginning of the show, I thought I was watching a wrestling show 
and took a very unexpected, well, not unexpected, they announced this ahead of time. I just didn't think they would go all the way with this it. Is, this is like something that would be like reserved for like, say, the 24-7 championship. Do you remember right. like two years ago when they had a NASCAR driver, Kyle yep. Busch, come yep. on Raw and, and win the 24-7 championship and then he went back to his car? Like That's the kind of thing that this I think would be made for is some kind of celebrity cameo or 24 seven segment or the stuff like they used to do with the APA, not like a legitimate serious promo segment that's supposed to have meaning behind it because it certainly didn't. I mean, they weren't even like playing poker to say like the winner gets to pick a stipulation of our match. It was literally just, we're playing poker to see who's better at poker. Yeah. That, that's what boils down to DJ. Again, we're, we're saying we're trying to be positive and saying, Hey, Kudos for, for doing trying something different. It's not always going to work, and that's largely been a, a theme of the 2.0 era so far. But DJ's saying nothing wrong with the, trying a fresh idea to add it to the show, but kind of drawing like what you're saying with these you know actual celebrities in the field. If you're going to do that, you know might as well bring in he names poker professionals like Chris Moneymaker and Phil Ivey. I must confess I have no idea who those are. I imagine they're <laughs> very famous in the poker world. But as Herman's saying, I too, uh, I never learned poker, don't know how to play, never into it. Uh, let alone watch it on TV, let alone watch it on a wrestling show. Uh, Nasha's saying she has no clue what they did tonight, uh, but she enjoyed the Street Pilots, Raiders, <laughs> the Viking Raiders. I mean, yeah, I thought like, at the time that was cool. And again, like, uh, you could really Axe just kind throwing, of, golf, go-karting. Like, that was fun, man. And th- this, like, I, I liked, it's, Cameron Grimes can make anything work as best as he can. Like, he had some funny lines. He, was, he said, like, uh, Hudson was sweating like Shaq at the free throw line. I like that. Like, also, the fact that like they literally did this in the ring, like remember no, back in the old, remember back in like the mid two thousands when like MVP and Matt Hardy had like a bas. Oh, you maybe you weren't watching back then. But, no, I remember. Uh, I remember that. That was right. So like, they they I were playing watching. like basketball, like in the ring, like they had a hoop up and everything, and they were playing one on one basketball. Like, wh- come on. This was yeah. That was also kind of like you know a little odd that like, there was quite literally a table in the ring and they were running on screens like a real thing. Um, I will say, again, trying to be a little positive, it's like they were doing this weird thing of like trying to cut promos while playing poker and like kind of using the game to like to cut their promo. So like I kind of like I could get behind that a little bit, but just again, the fact that they, it was they actually played the game that it went on Here's way too question. long. Was the poker game rigged or was it just legitimately random where it was like just known that Hudson was just going to fold no matter what his hand was? Like, what if he would have had like straight aces or a royal flush and he's like, no, by fold? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, the easy answer is to say, like, I, I doubt they put that much thought into it. They probably just like, you know, yeah, Hudson's going to lose. Who really cares? Whatever. See, Matt Nash is with me. She was wondering too if it was legit. I mean, I, I had that thought. Like, what if this is legitimately random, but somehow Duke Hudson gets like a really good hand? Like, how are you That'd just going really to fold them? <laughs> um, that's a good point. And, and I, guess, I guess it all worked out. And, and now we're looking forward to, or, or like, not, maybe not looking forward to, we're asking what happens next uh, with uh, one comment saying that. Wondering, uh, Stephen wondering if it might be a hair versus hair match because uh, Duke did have a meltdown. He did not keep his poker face. He got very mad. Uh, and then he, get, he got a toolbox from the ring. At first, he grabbed a hammer. I was like, whoa, this guy is going, going, going off here. And then, then he, then he uh, dialed it back a little bit by getting scissors and cut Cameron's beard and some of his hair. Uh, so that, that was also my thought that we might be going 
toward potentially a hair versus hair match. But it's weird because Ducats doesn't have a lot of hair. Usually when you do this kind of thing, it's like two people that have some good amount of hair. Not not to say that's always the case, but like it seems a little interesting to me to have this be the case. But anytime you have someone cutting hair, it feels like that's where they're going. Uh, well, Nesha's saying that definitely feels like uh, the, the sounds right based on what we saw there. So, I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, if they if that's the outcome here, I guess as long as we get away from the poker side of things, uh, I I can't complain too too much of that because this this did not really do it for me. DJ with a good shout looking back to WWE ECW because they also played some poker back in the day. Very very different kind of poker though. Balls Mahoney as the dealer. They played a strip poker back in the day because it was a very different time. But we're, we're talking about we're talking about edgy edgy NXT potentially, and uh, <laughs> at this point, you never know. Uh, but we did mention a minute ago with Kamal Hayes, Johnny Gargano, and I mentioned what kind of set that up. So we started the show maybe a little surprisingly with Tony D'Angelo and Dexter Loomis, and this was definitely a match where I I was curious how they'd go about it, and they wound up doing some several like social uh, exclusive vignettes throughout the week of um, Tony talking about like. Indeed, talking about Dexter, kind of setting this up a little bit, and uh, very clearly positioning himself as the heel, a little bit trying to be kind of, a, I guess, the homewrecker in, in, in a way. And then Dexter comes out to the ring, and he has his uh, his newest painting showing quite literally uh, Tony is sleeping with the fishes. I like that. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but, again, interesting match here of, like, two guys with very strong personalities. Previously, it seemed like Tony was maybe in a, uh, in a weird way, a baby face, even though he quite quite clearly was uh, implicated in the, in the disappearance of a person. Um, and then this, you know, I thought this was good. And then uh, Tony wound up cheating. He used De- Dexter's painting to win. And that, again, we're talking about the old school, new school thing. Very clearly, any like new person on NXT is going over the person that was there six months ago. And to me, again... I don't want to keep Harper on it, but I'm like, man, like, nobody's safe from this. All right, we saw Radic Strong get pinned. We saw Dexter Loomis get pinned. Uh, I have, I have a feeling next week that triple threat match we mentioned, Johnny Gargano's going to get pinned. Which, not, not, not loving that. Uh, but then we had Trick Williams and Kamal Hayes attack Dexter Loomis, and for whatever reason, Johnny Gargano's in the back, and he waits until after they stomp his son-in-law's hand in a chair to make the save. And John, I ask you, like, why? Why would Papa John not come out and save his boy from getting his hand stomped on and potentially written off a of TV? Well, Loomis is clearly playing second fiddle to Gargano here, and I think that he could have easily challenged uh, Carmelo, uh, you know, at some point. Uh, I think Dunn and Gargano will probably give him good matches, but I think this whole thing was really about giving, uh, giving the rookie a big win soon and uh, too fast you know what i mean like loomis is quiet he's a obviously silent he's unique i think he could have offered much more to both tony d'angelo and carmelo hayes and like you said maybe they're writing him off tonight uh you know i i, I don't know i do agree like I, I, there is second to no chance that Pete Dunn or Johnny Gargano actually win. I mean, if they do, they will be pinning each other. Right? Carmelo Hayes, if he loses, will not be involved in this decision. But um, we actually had, uh, speaking of reports, we were talking about another report that came out that Carmelo Hayes and I think Trick Williams as well yeah. 
were backstage at SmackDown last week and they turned they turned heads and people were interested and thought that they had the potential to to be be something serious down the line and and you, you always like to hear that I mean uh, you really only need a few higher ups to, to like you and what you're all about to to be relevant this this isn't it's not rocket science and it's not like other sports where you actually have to be good to succeed. Like if somebody <laughs> likes you and they're going to make it so that you're good and that you succeed. So I think that he'll retain next week. And then oh, hopefully yeah. maybe, maybe this uh, evolves into a, a war games type situation. Could happen. Uh, but definitely you mentioned the, that those reports about Carmelo, he worked the dark match and you know, we told hit row got very much fast tracked. So I have to imagine as you said, all it takes is like, essentially one person quite maybe sometimes quite literally to look at you and say, Oh, Hey, we might have something here. And then lo and behold, you know, then you kind of wind up, uh, on raw smacking, whatever it might be and, and get an opportunity like that. So, um, I feel like that is not, you know, a, a crazy prediction at this point to kind of, uh, think that might happen at some point soon, but hundred percent Kamala Hayes is not losing this title unless as we we're just saying, they're, they're thinking, Oh, we're going to call Kamala up. Like, two weeks from now. And I, I don't think that'll be the case. I think they want to kind of build an NXT around him in the very short-term future. But I, I think his days in NXT in a, in a long-term sense are not. Because I think, I think he'll be up sooner and later in that sense. But uh, DJ pointed out that uh, kind of on the flip side, uh, Johnny Organo and uh, someone else, Kyle Riley, did a, did a dark match as well. So thankfully, uh, plenty of people are getting opportunities like that. Um, so it's, it's good to see they're getting some... some opportunities on both sides of the spectrum. Nash just saying uh, that they've got to find a way to balance the new and the old. 100%, again, they are very much going for the emphasis on the new school and kind of uh, stepping away from the old school. And I'd be much, much happier if they balanced it a little bit. Do you want to shout out a special comment from our, from Noah Landover alone saying, hey guys, just want to tell you the Goats of Wrestling podcast on Facebook inspired, inspired me to start a wrestling fan page today. Just want to say thank you for inspiring my fan page. It's called Wrestling Fantasy League. Uh, limits created by Slugas Market Jew. Noel, we appreciate you so much. We would not be here without any of you guys and your support. So we're gonna leave that up there for a second. And I'm gonna go check it out after we're done recording. Noel, if you want to DM me or whatever or at me, just like so I can share it for myself. Because again, we appreciate you guys. Want to get the word out about that and all of you, all you guys. Because in doing that, and doing that, Noel, you're doing what we do here in enjoying the wrestling and by taking the initiative to create a page like that. So I commend you for doing that. That's very, very cool. And again, always appreciate the kind words. We do what we do here. We do for you. We do for you guys. Uh, even though you know sometimes here, XT man, it's not uh, it's not the XT of old, and we're still I I myself am still trying to kind of uh, to move on from that here. But um, you know, we we move move on we must move on we must. Uh, with DJ asking about LA Knight here and kind of combining here with, with Nash just saying she's upset how they did Grayson Waller Knight, and on the flip side we had DJ asking why they're ruining LA Knight with just promos. He has too much talent to be staying backstage. Can leave in the back, either Wilson or some of the main roster. I mean, LA Knight is definitely a guy. Um, it sucks, right? Because I think when he arrived, like he to me screamed major star. I really liked his work as Million Dollar Champion. I really think he had a great feud with Cameron Grimes. He has a great look. He's a great heel. He is very. He has good promos, and maybe maybe that's kind of the problem. He's so he's so good at promos that they're like, oh, we're just gonna have him uh, cut these promos, get him on the show. Uh, but not really do much to most of them. I have a problem here because he's still upset that Grayson Waller tried to like butt in and host Halloween Havoc instead of him. And I'm like, dude, it's uh, midway through November. It's time to kind of uh, move on to bigger and better things here. Uh, so I think it's a little odd to have that be the whole impetus of this feud here. And now we're seeing Grayson 
seemingly be set up as, as the kind of like sacrificial lamb for uh, Champa next week. Where's the Lavelle Knight? Like, is, is he going to have a match with Grace Muller? Like, like what, what? What? I don't know. Uh, we get it, and but more more support for LA Knight here. See saying push him. I haven't seen that since, since he arrived. Big fan of him. I thought he had a pretty kind of slow slow burn of an arrival. Then he got that feud with Grimes. I'm like, I thought we were kind of going somewhere, and then you know the wheels kind of fell off again. I think he arrived, and we can we can easily look back at it now and say he arrived at the wrong time because he arrived, and all, not too long after. The, the, it's 2.0 and, and him he's i think he's what, probably 36 or so he's, he's a little up there for the wwe uh quote-unquote age range uh so maybe that kind of works against him as well noel saying he's like he thinks they're doing la night like they're doing uh, cm punk and AEW. not quite sure what he means in terms of is that in terms of he's kind of just going put out there to do promos and stuff and and having that slow build or not quite sure what the direction is i would, I would agree in that sense um but yeah, big fan of LA Knight. I want better for him. And to me, it's, it's disappointing that he is kind of getting shoved, kind of shoved to the background here a little bit. That, that's my take on it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think he should have been moved up in the draft. He wasn't. So at least he's doing something, I guess. Something. I mean, hopefully, again, maybe with this old school, new school thing. Uh, ironically, in this one, he's like, <laughs> He's like, I guess, more equivalent to the old school than the new school in a way. Or maybe maybe he he, he could go rogue and be the in-between because he was on one of the like later big signings of the of the old school era. So maybe he'll kind of like thread the line of being in between there. But uh speaking of the like the relative old school, one of the uh, the acts in the old school is Legado del Fantasma. And we saw their at least um seeming leader, uh Santos Escobar return tonight by helping his stalemates beat down Zion Quinn. Uh, Zion picked up a win over Andre Chase, but got, you know he got beaten down by Legado. But to me, this is, this is interesting because it seems like Electra Lopez might be the real leader of Legado because she was kind of leading the charge of having Legado beat up Zion Quinn, saying, "Oh, nobody rejects me, nobody says no to me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you a lesson about it." But uh, I'm sorry, or or not sorry, I, I can't take Zion Quinn seriously after seeing this man do some karaoke for sexy boy John. Like, I can't do it. Oh can't. boy. Uh... Can't. Well, where exactly do you think this is going? Like, what's what, what? What are we doing here? Like you always say, what are we doing here? Like, where is this going? Um, war games? Not, not, not war games match. I mean, I guess at this point, Santos versus Zion. I guess would make sense. Um, which is fine. <laughs> I think it'll be a good match. I, I've I've liked what I've seen of Zion so far. Um, I just got a good. Okay, okay. I I think that's a good look. I I've liked him in the ring, but. That that sexy boy segment really, they dug a hole, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get out of that one because, like, again, I said it, I said it the week it happened. Like, good luck trying to make anybody take Zion Quinn seriously after that. Uh, again, Stephen Taylor saying maybe we'll see this turn into uh, Santos versus Zion Quinn, maybe at, at take at uh, War Games. Yeah, and uh, based on what we've seen so far, I would have no reason to think that Santos would win that match because again, all the new guys are winning. All of these, uh, you know, pretty much every time out, the, the, the new guys are winning, which is fine. You got to build new people. But at the same time, we're talking about Tony and Dexter there. It's like, why not have that kind of be a little more of a story, not have him lose the first time out? But but I digress. DJ saying another waste of talent of Zion. I wouldn't go that far yet. I'm hopeful. Like, again, I, I'm not trying to contradict myself. I'm hopeful that can try and, like, damage control here and, and salvage him. But they he took a big ding by, by going out there and doing some karaoke. 
You know, Beth Phoenix has said there was some sexual tension out there, uh, which further contributes to the possible TV 14 rating. John, um, they quite literally, uh, the new, I think it was uh, uh, for Raw last night, they had the commercial for, for tonight's show. Uh, they had that line about Beth saying sexual tension. Yeah. And that, what was it? It was like, it was big something energy. They're like very clear playing off of, you know what? <laughs> and like that, that's what they're going for. And um, again, cool. Uh, it's fine. Like I'm not like when it's done right. Love it. Like what? Like get cool, man. Like I'm I'm all, I'm on board. But one that's more just kind of like trying to be edgy for edgy's sake, not so much. Um, but you know, DJ saying uh, kind of along the same vein. It feels already like got some kind of love affair with a Zion and Electric here. But this more feels like a, a woman scorned kind of thing because Zion's already kind of spurned her and like rejected her, and now she wants revenge. Uh, but if if, the, if you ask me where I think it's going, if I think they're gonna like backtrack and try and like have them line up together anyway, okay, <laughs> like I don't know. Luke, I mean, Luke seems on board. He says he might he might have to start watching again if they go if they go TV fourteen. Absolutely, yes. You know? Thank you. Yes. Hey, again, if it's done right, I think it, it, it can be great. But uh, if not, maybe not so much. Well, and, uh, you know, Tito's asking about jacket time. So uh, I think we already kind of discussed jacket time. But jacket time was with Odyssey Jones tonight against the Diamond Mine. Uh, the feud between Odyssey, jo or, uh, Odyssey Jones and Roderick Strong uh, is pointless to the cruiserweight division because Odyssey Jones is like 400 pounds and you have to be under 205 to compete for this title. Uh, NXT is literally just going through the motions until they can get a new feud for Diamond Mine, I think. Uh, Kushida and Strong obviously is a, is a matchup we could see, but this match did not really have Kushida featured much at all. He's in an odd team with uh, Ikimanjiro with the Creed Brothers. They're not going to beat the Creed Brothers. And like I said, um, Nesha Kirsch, the team name is great, but the, the, the name Jacket Time sucks. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't get the point or what this team name represents. I still do not understand. Besides the night that they first got together, they each had jackets on. You don't, <laughs> you don't name a team Jacket Time because, no. uh, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't, and they did, and that, and they did. Um, Boy, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's like some kind of inside joke that I'm not getting. I don't know. I hope like, there is. <laughs> did, did they did they lose a bet? Like I, I don't know. My my take on it is more Stephen Chambers saying, poor Kushida. This this is yeah, I I feel for him so much. This is like an, an all-world wrestler getting thrown in a team called Jacket Time for no reason. Like it'd be like kind of forgivable if it was a comedy act and like they I don't know, man, if they like played up on it somehow, but they're just like another, they're called Jack time. And like, yeah, they, and they, and they wear jackets, John, they wear jackets and that's, and that's it. Uh, but hundred percent, that's just saying they deserve better. Uh, and stuff like this, again, this is why I said here, I'm not loving this thing with XT 2.0. Speaking of which, another thing I didn't love, John, tonight we had NanaCon uh, or non, non, or I think it was non-con. We had Grizzly Young Veterans for a second week in a row uh, in this new kind of, character of being um con men i guess uh, of, of stealing things and, and and lying to people where last week there i think it was some random stranger because they said oh if you can lie to a stranger you can deceive your opponent and win a match 
Okay. And this week, John, they stole the women's tag team titles from uh, Toxic Attraction and eventually gave them back. But they only stole them so they could FaceTime, quote-unquote, non, hence the name non-con, and um, so they could say, oh, we're the tag team champions, even though they're the women's, they were the women's tag team championship titles. This is a thing that happened on NXT tonight. Oh, oh boy. I... And then uh, they have is, a promo yeah. later on where they talk about it, and the the champs are like, you know, basically like you're weird. They're 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 doing this awkward thing backstage where like, Grizzly Young Veterans is like, romantically interested in Toxic Attraction, but they don't want to say it, and they're just going to act like they are. Hey, I don't know. It's uh, it's. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yes, Steven's saying, I don't know where they're going with Grizzling Veterans. No idea. Uh, I have also no idea where they're going with MSK. We had another vignette tonight, MSK, on their quest for the Shaman. Uh, not too, too many uh, hints to really draw from, but DJ noting they had maybe some Easter eggs here with saying uh, MSK found the Shaman. They used the line, no more words, in the promo, and that they also, um, I think... Uh, one of the members of MSK tweeted about it as well. I think he had no more words in the promo or in the tweet. Uh, so obviously, that screams Jeff Hardy, which would be not make any sense in the world to have that Jeff Hardy be this this shaman again. I said last week, John Morrison makes sense. Shaman is sexy. It's a thing. He's not doing anything on the main roster right now. He, John, I looked up the sports night spoiler alert for main event. If you if you watched that show, John Morrison lost. To Veer on main event at the tapings. Veer. I kid you not. This man, a former, world, a former world champion, lost to Veer on main event. This guy. Veer Mahan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, boy. Um, so this will be better than that for John, whereas Jeff Hardy, even though they kind of, maybe that was a red herring and it will be John Morrison. Maybe they're trying to kind of add some, some uncertainty here. I really hope we, we figure this out before war games. I do not be sitting here for a whole other month of trying to figure this out. Cause I don't know how much longer they can draw it out. And that's what she wants. She wants to do John Morrison. Although yes, he does deserve better, better than losing to veer and better than, than being in this odd storyline. But basically they, the whole vignette they're there at an airport. They were quite, quite, quite clearly sneaking drugs or quote unquote supplies through the t- uh, through uh, airport security, um, they then were on the plane, then they off the plane, and then they they hugged for a little too long, and they are still on this quest for the shaman. So, yeah, for me, if it's not Sean Morrison, I don't know, and if it is Sean Morrison, that's still very weird because I'm like, <laughs> it's it's weird because people have this little thing where you know we all know that Frankie Monet was fired and John Morrison is like you know still there and it's like is it weird and yeah yeah I don't know man I I'm so floored by a lot of those releases Frankie Monet being one of them but I got to move on to one dwell not too much but one thing we can at least look forward to and and question Savan Wagner of all people was on SmackDown last Friday on SmackDown and he was kind of Adam Pierce's bodyguard and that was referenced on the show tonight with Kyle Riley calling him that saying oh if it isn't Adam Pierce's bodyguard but then saying he's not worried about it um you know it's time to go time to go to work they had a match with Brooks Reed and uh Joey Josh Brooks Reed and Josh 
Benson, or did I flip that? I don't even know at this point. There are two ways people to keep track of. The country boys are on the real men. That's what they are. Uh, that's that's their thing. Uh, for me, we have this backstage kind of exchange with Von Wagner and Kyle Riley. And again, I don't want to like criticize the guy, but like I've I've kind of like just rebelled against Von Wagner ever since the first night. Gets the title shot, and then he's very much featured ever since. And then that was call it just about two months ago today. So the Friday was less than two months when he shows on SmackDown, kind of a first kind of clear indicator of a potential call-up sooner and later. And I'm like, A, I'm not seeing it in the first place. B, that, evolved, like, again, we're talking about a guy like LA Knight doesn't get, doesn't get called up. A guy like, you know, any, any number of people that I think would be more ready, uh, I won't say deserving, but would, would be more set up to succeed. This guy seems very green to me from, from promos, from the ring. Yeah, he's got a good look. He's a big dude, but I'm not seeing it. And the fact they show up on SmackDown and they're kind of the, and they reference it tonight, it's like they seem like they're kind of uh, setting up for that here. But at the same time, it seems like he and Kyle Riley, at least in the short term, are potentially chasing Imperium for the tag titles, and because the Imperium could have promo about them, so uh, that seems to be the the short term direction here. Um, until it seems like until Von Wagner's in, inevitable call up there. Yeah, it's. Um... Oh boy, this should this could have been a lot better. Both teams have been featured prominently on NXT in the past couple weeks, and then, like uh, we said, Brooks and Jensen looked absolutely terrible, losing so easily to a team that hasn't had zero chemistry. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh boy. Well, I'm looking at my notes. I mean, I will say it's weird. Well, NXT, when I see these days. You know, like I, we do the news coverage here for Elsa Zone, and a lot of time I'm like, all right, what's really important, right? Like, what's really worth talking about? So obviously, there's the there's the title match next week. There's the War Games Challenge, which will likely be confirmed in short order. Um, that's it. Like, that's that's all there really was. Like, there's this that, and my girlfriend was sitting next to me on the couch. She's usually at work. She happened to watching the show, and I said that to her. It's like, oh, but there's a lot happening. Like, there's a lot happening. But like, is any of it like really like important? Like that's that. There's a dividing line there, um, and that's where we're at here, NXT. That's a lot where... happening is not always a good thing. No, because a lot happens on Raw. Like the stuff happens up for three hours, but is it important? Not always. You know, stuff Rarely. happens. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, one more, one more thing I had mentioned. So we had a Dexter got attacked, seemingly written off. Indy Hartwell, a a you know as as a wife would and should says oh my husband is hurt and maybe she overreacted because it's not like he, it's not like he has his leg chopped off uh but she said oh my husband's hurt he has to go to the hospital i got to take care of him so rather than having a tag match with persia uh, persia parada she has uh she goes off to be with dexter she purposes as a, as a handicap match and he's just saying that persia was very impressive um and seemingly being recruited by robert stone robert stone was at uh was on the ramp there and kind of applauded her and that seems to be kind of at least a little tease there that that might be where she's going. And if that's the case, I read that I read that more like they'd be splitting up the team, which would be very silly, John, because they don't have any teams. So, care, to ex- care to explain what the heck Robert Stone was even supposed to be doing? Scouting, I guess. For what? <laughs> he doesn't have a team. Leah got called up to SmackDown. Jesse, uh, Jesse he's never got had a viable team. He needs to. But now he's looking for one, John. Now he's looking for one. He's got the track record. He's a businessman. People, people, people are attracted to that. 
Maybe. You say so. <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, I think he's a guy that's been very, very like underutilized throughout his whole time in NXT for a very brief time. I think like at one point last year, he was managing Chelsea Green and she got injured and, and then later somewhat called up. Then like that that didn't work out. DJ mentioned that he was briefly kind of they were going somewhere with Frank Renee, and then she got that those that got that got dropped and then she got released. So he's unfortunately been kind of like this uh, unfortunate victim of circumstance, I guess, more than anything, where it's like and all these like people he's been connected with have gotten either called up for like Aaliyah or or released, unfortunately. So that leaves him in a bit of limbo. So now we're sitting here like like you, John, is saying, like, like, what was he doing? It's like he doesn't have anybody, and like that's not his fault. Uh but Michael's saying he's I mean, admittedly, but he, they haven't done anything with him. So it is a little surprising that like they're they're trying to do something with him a little bit. Um I hope that I hope they do. I think he's a very, 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 very talented guy. Great. I think he's very just like entertaining, like as a character. So he's they need to kind of like give him a sign that sticks and, and not release people because that's bad. Uh, so with that being said, John, uh all all across the board here, a um Again, I say I say a mixed bag of a show, trying to put it pretty kindly. But what do you think about this, the show tonight for NXT? John's given already given a thumbs down, so that will let us know what you need. But let's go uh, one to ten. Let's go with five point nine. Yeah, uh, it was below average. It wasn't um, building up to anything. There wasn't. I don't know. Uh, I Luke Goddard gave a rating. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I haven't watched in two months out of ten. So. That is fantastic. Oh, <laughs> that is good. I'm sorry, man. Like right before the show, um, I saw a, a tweet that said, "Like time for NXT." Can't say if I can say I look forward to the show anymore. We're I here to talk about. I it. really don't. I don't. We're here to talk about it. We 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 will we will continue to talk about it. But if you ask me, do I look forward to it? I, can't, well, I don't know if I can say that, man. Especially in a world where two of my favorite guys, Johnny Organo, Kyle Riley, and more people have already already left, and those guys might be leaving potentially. That it's time to change in, and then I I I would say not for the better, you know. Yeah, that. I don't know because DJ gives it a two, Luke pretty much gives it a two, Steven gives it a five, Nesha gives it a six. I mean, I gave it a five point nine. What about you? I I struggle to like any ever give like a very low score. I, I feel I feel wrong in doing so. My my initial answer was 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 to say I I struggle to, struggle to give it a six. Um, I give them credit for the war game stuff of building that a little bit. If they do again, talk about the whole show. If they do the old school new school thing for the men's side of things with the war games, I that will be like kind of a, a redeeming thing to look forward to to kind of salvage this. Um, I think a six is probably too generous, honestly. I don't even know. Probably more of like a 5.5, and that's very low for me. Uh, even in like the worst of the pandemic era kind of things, never got that low. Uh, Kevin Taylor with the 4.4. So you guys, I mean, the fact that you guys are here commenting to saying that like it's, that was that bad, I appreciate you. We, we appreciate you guys for you know talking and uh, sharing your thoughts, for, for you know, listening to us talk about trying to, to make the most of it here. Uh, DJ said the poker moved to up for him. The poker moved it up for him to a 2.0. Otherwise, it's a zero. Again, I always say, if you like something that I didn't like, if, if like if that if it 
quote unquote did it for you, more power to you. Like that's great. Like if, if I, again, I say I, I commend them for doing something different. I don't think that worked for me, but if you're saying, Hey, I, they, I like that poker thing. It kind of worked and I, I enjoyed it. That's great, man. Like, good. Wrestling is subjective. I can sit here and say, Oh, I love next two of old. I don't like it here. Or, you know, the more often than not, these, these, you know, the, the 2.0 thing, but others, other people are liking it and that's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm hopeful war games will be better. I'm hopeful that we're going to start building there. Um, that'll get better. That'll it'll get better from here on out. Um, man, it's just, it's tough. Uh, the wrestling is always good. There's always going to be good matches. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez had a great main event. I will say that. Um, you know, next week, next week we got Johnny Organo, Pete Dunn, and Kamal Hayes. I'm sure they're going to have a great match. So, like, there's stuff to look forward to. There's stuff to enjoy. But when it's when it's littered with all this other stuff, poker and um, sexy boy karaoke from a couple weeks ago, like, it's it's rough. Like, it, or it can be rough. But that being said, no matter what, we'll be here. We're, we're not going anywhere. We'll be talking about it. We'll be trying to make the most of it. Uh, with that, we'll be here next week to talk about it. We'll be here on Monday Night Raw to talk about it. We got Survivor Series, if, if, in case you forgot, because they've been barely building up to it. Survivor Series is on Sunday. Um, so John will be there in person. We'll figure out uh, the post show and, and such for that. Um, John's pumping his fist. because I mean, you're going to the Barclays Center. It's a very, very nice arena there. going to be a fun time, um, I imagine. Build not build hasn't been great, but I imagine it'll be a very good show um, by the time it's all said and done. Otherwise, Robert D. and I'll be back here on Friday talk about Friday at SmackDown. If you're uh, part of Team AW, two diamond dudes on the rampage, Marcus and, Do and Dominic recently talked about full gear, a historic pay-per-view. And otherwise, we have constantly have a great stream of interviews, interviews constantly with you guys, whether it's um, I interviewed Hornswoggle and that went up last week. I interviewed Caprice Cohen for Ring of Honor. So many things. Dominic Daniels recently interviewed Mick Foley. All like a whole spectrum of very amazing people. We, we have the opportunity to interview. Make sure to check it out. All of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may, may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. D John, you've got a question from DJ asking if you're going to be doing all shows of Barclays or just Survivor Series. I will not be there Sunday and Monday night. Just Sunday night. I'm coming home Monday morning. But it's going to be a good show. I hope you have a, a necessarily have fun. I hope you have fun as well. Uh, definitely something to look forward to there. And again, I'll be here as always comfort comfortably on my couch, enjoying it from home, but enjoying it nonetheless, or, or hopefully enjoying it if it's a good show. And I imagine it will be, and we'll be talking about it uh, for news coverage, for the post show, and whatnot as always. So with that, John, with that being said, whether it's whether it's NXT or Raw or SmackDown, which actually usually tends to be pretty, pretty good relatively, or anything in between, or anything that we don't even cover on these shows, no matter where it falls on the spectrum, no matter it's good, bad, or in between, we try to do one thing above all others when it comes to the wonderful world of wrestling. And can you tell me what that is? Appreciate and enjoy the show. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good night.